0: This is a National Arts Center podcast. Find more great NAC podcasts on the Performing Arts at nacpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Center on iTunes and subscribe for free.
1: To NEC Dance with Kathy Levy. In this podcast, Kathy chats with Adolphe Binder, the new Artistic Director of Tanztheater Theatre Wuppertal, Pina Bausch, on the eve of the company's NEC opening night presentation of Pina's iconic Café Muller and the Rite of Spring.
2: Adolphe Binder. Welcome to Canada's National Thank Arts Centre. Thank you for Centre. having us. It's been a long time since we've been trying to get you here, and it's wonderful that you're here now as the new director, artistic director of we're talking about,
1: I'm very excited about
2: that. Very excited. So you started officially in May of 2017, taking on this big new role. Before we talk about what that's like, maybe you could tell us a little bit about where you were before and how you came to this moment in your life career-wise
1: people say i have a rather unusual background uh, for for now being in the in the dance world um i've been a professional in the dance world since 20 years now but originally i've been studying literature and politics philosophy and my my aim was to get into the academia circuit i changed very quickly to theater Back in my west german hometown i'm i'm born I was born in Transylvania Romania, and my my family emigrated to West Germany in the end of the seventies So we've been in Hannover and West uh, Germany, and I studied the things and I started to work in a drama theater which had a good reputation. but soon I got a call to Berlin to work in a publishing house and during this um, this job that i had um I, I met a ballet star, I can say uh, Richard Cragen, who was dancing with Stuttgart Ballet, and he became my mentor and introduced me into the into the dance world. And I became his dramaturg for the Deutsche Oper Berlin. So this is how the whole world of first ballet, which was very unusual for for me and very unfamiliar to me, it, it seemed rather hierarchical from from where I was coming, and was I was very curious. So my my task there was to feed in creations, feed in a young line in art making and dance making into the programming of Richard. We Richard. we talk about
2: dramaturgy a lot with theatre, but yeah, maybe you can say a little bit more about what that really means for dance. I'm not sure we, we really completely understand that relationship. It's an
1: extremely interesting question because it also depends on which kind of dance you, you're busy with. If, whether it's with 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 creation and making new pieces and consulting, giving ideas, being the outside eye for for the creation process, or whether it is the program making, the programming in a ballet company, just making sure that all lines or themes are are interconnected. So, and it depends also on who you're working with as a as a choreographer. I mean, some are very open to this, and some need conceptual approaches and others are very gutsy in their in their way of creating so it's it's very different approach depending on who on what you're working for and with so it's but it's a very irrelevant question because in drama it's established in dance it's not so much
2: right I mean in Canada even now in, in 2017 we're seeing a few companies mostly Quebec companies who might have had more of a European influence, bringing in dramaturgs to work with them, but it's still it's still more rare. But this experience that you had with Richard obviously laid a very interesting groundwork for what came next. It did,
1: um, and little did I know what what was waiting for me. Um, I must say. So we we left after three years. We left uh, the the opera. He moved on to Brazil and I moved back to Hanover where I been, became a programmer for the Expo 2000, the big uh, world exposition. So yet another uh, another approach focused on performative arts, on site-specific forms as well, on live art, etc. I forgot to mention, I once had a club.
0: A, so club. I had a club? Like a,
1: like a late-night bar club? A, le- a late-night bar club and <laughs> this Hannover? is where I started to program oh. actually. So there, there was lots of artists invited. Um, Mostly Oh, show me some uh, photos of that, come I, on. I have to, it, you know, the, the interesting thing is I was extremely busy with reflecting on body concepts, on gender theories, etc. That was in the beginning of the 90s, and it just had entered Germany, um, and I published a lot on this body concept. So my interest in the physicality of theatre in so-called cross-dressing phenomena was rather high. So dance became also in this context of the bodily approach the physical remix of of intellectual thinking with 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 physical action a very important part of my life, yeah. So then I moved on and uh, back to Berlin, and then I took over the dance company, the dance theater at the Komische in Berlin, um, which was a,
2: a, <laughs> a, a very huge strange, company, <laughs> which
1: was a huge company in a huge city with a very interesting situation in terms of having three opera houses three ballet companies um, after the wall came down um, well there was lots of questions on how to support these huge theater structures so lots of questions came up of what was relevant in the end in the middle um, of 2004 they made a fusion of old ballet companies and dance companies and the opera houses into one big one uh, and a classical company, so I left. I um, I had no choice because there was no continuation of the contemporary work in right. an opera house. I founded my own uh, my own production house, and office, and a company in which I've been running for seven years with with some partners, working with different companies. You and I spoke during
2: those years as we well did. about some of the we artists that you were working back with. A long That's way, true, actually, which is great. It's quite, uh,
1: and it's, it's interesting amazing. that you
2: mentioned two thousand four because two thousand four was the first year. That we brought Tanzi to Pina Bausch oh, wow. to the National yeah. Arts Centre the first True. time they came back to Canada after 20 years of absence. So it's sort of funny, Amazing, uh, six yeah. degrees of separation, right? Yeah, it totally is. I mean,
1: <laughs> looking back, one sees how how paths have crossed without us realizing exactly. back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's actually in in, in the Deutsche Oper time when I approached Pina Bausch for the first time as a dramaturg to convince her to get the rights for the Rite of Spring. Back <laughs> then, for for the Deutsche Oper Richard Craig, we got the Definite no for that one. Mm. Um, but it was an interesting experience, so that that didn't work out, and we came up with something else I can't recall. However, life moved on. I went to Sweden, um, again, to help profiling um, a former neoclassical ballet company into a contemporary company, which was the Gothenburg Dance Company. Uh, at the opera house there.
2: Which uh, most people internationally had barely heard of before you went in there. So <laughs> you, you made a huge mark there in the 5 oh, or 6 years you, you were thank you so
1: much. I think my predecessor also, he, he paved the, the road a bit. I took sure. from him. I, I made it profile a bit stronger. So that was a very, very, um, it was a huge learning curve for me to do that. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um, you also brought some with,
2: wonderful choreographers there. You really did... Um, create a liaison with that company with a lot of very important contemporary makers, both from the Nordic regions as well as from other places in Europe and and abroad, even working with Marie Schoenard at one point, yeah?
1: Yeah, it's true. We worked with Marie. She did an adaption of two of her pieces, body remakes and um, Le Sacre du Ponton. Here we right, go again. We go. <laughs> and we did it with orchestra back oh, in, wow. back in, back in, in Gothenburg. Interesting, there is? was a very interesting. But there was an exception because most of the works we did in Gothenburg were creations. They were tailor-made for the companies that brought lots of new dancers from all over the world. And I believe it had a, it had a strong, especially being in an opera house. It's the only contemporary dance company that that focuses, or it focused strictly on on the making of new works, which you do not have
2: anywhere in the world.
1: Really? No. Can you can you think of of one? Just creations in
2: an opera house. I guess not in an opera house. I mean, I guess I would have thought of Ballet de Genève, but I'm not sure if that's in an opera house in the same, in the same idea as what you're talking about in Gothenburg. So no, you would know. You would be, you would yeah, be, you would be the Geneva is doing. It's
1: probably the most similar structure, Lyon-Geneve. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they not also buy licenses of existing repertory. Right. Yes, that I'm that's not 100 sure. That's yeah. That's So that was a that, that was an amazing experience, and it was not the easiest decision to to let go of that.
2: I must admit. So what made the, the knock on the door came and a uh, very loud knock on the door? What made you very
1: surprisingly? I didn't see it coming. Really? All. No, not at all. I had no idea.
2: So it I wasn't mean, something that you aspired to or thought, "Wow, this would be a great opportunity." No, of course. I mean, I was hyper aware of the existence of the company. I
1: had presented the company also when I was in Gothenburg, letting go of one of our production to make that happen. Which piece um, had you presented of the company? Was the same evening we present here. <laughs> That's what it I got. Caffeine and Night
2: Spring. Fantastic.
1: We, we didn't make it though, and there's a big bravo to you to, to combine, combine it with the orchestra. I was too complicated in the planning, so we couldn't do that. Was the same year we brought Marie Chouinard, and then I wanted to, to show the classic of the world, mm-hmm. which for me is the best Sacre du Ponton uh, of all times, and um, so that happened. And before, when I did the Expo, I presented. Uh, I was collaborating and presenting um, the company was Palermo, Palermo, and was Contacto for the seniors. So there was th- th- there was a bit of a history we had, but no, I did not see that coming at all. And I got the first a uh, call to meet, I thought it was a bit of consultancy or seeing where, how could I support the structure, but no, it really, um, it really terrified me when it <laughs> when it then became more clear and I, I had to give it a, a very thorough thought.
2: It's a huge mantle to take on. I mean, also you're coming in, I mean, Pina... You know, passes away fairly suddenly in two thousand and nine. the people who are taking over from her after that with uh, Dominique Merci, Robert Sturm, and then Lutz Forster are all dancers and or dramaturgs involved in the company. So you're not only coming in to take on this huge mantle, but you're coming in from the outside in some the ways, first which one I'm from the outside exactly, yeah. which I'm sure has some pros and cons. Can you talk a bit about that? I mean, you, you must have been hyper aware of that position as well well, first of all, um, all the people
1: since, since Pina bars parting have been doing a great job to keep the company where it of is. Course. And it's actually amazing how huge The demand is worldwide to 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 present the company uh how few opportunities we really have to 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 go and show ourselves so um with you guys it's an it's it's a long partnership and it's very established but it's not so easy to fulfill all the requests also for people who have
2: never been presenting the company i understand that because it's it's a big logistical um uh mountain to climb there you're very busy at home and very busy elsewhere and the whole world wants you isn't really? that yeah it's it's, fantastic. it's such a lucky situation
1: <laughs> yes. that's new to me mm-hmm. so you, that you do not have to fight very hard for for attention it's right. just it's just happening and then you have to see how you profile it, how do you, how you make artistic strategic decision that makes sense um to build into the future so well it it is a huge legacy and that's a big difference to what i've been doing before A huge legacy to take on and I had to think very carefully, what could it possibly be what you add on to this incredible, gigantic body of work that this incredible woman has left us, you know? What is it? What can you add on? Does it make sense at all to add on something? And how do you, how do you continue with, with, with the profiling? Um, and what does it mean to fulfill the, um, the assignment, which is to bring in new works define new formats and keep the the repertory alive and strong and and dynamic. It's, it's, It's many requests in one but I'm not alone. I have an amazing team and all these people who have been working with her and still half of the company has been working with Pina Bausch are there to support this and uh, it couldn't be done without them. That's very I, I, want,
2: I want to talk about the new um, choreographers that you're looking to bring in, but just to go back, can you talk a little bit about what you understand about how Pina did create those works and how, because that must be part of why these works continue the way they do and get passed on from one group of dancers to the next. What was that process like that you can, that you can see now coming into the company?
1: Well, the process has also changed over the for four, uh, decades of her making, as we can see in this this iconic works that we present here. The one is more choreographed on existing music; it's 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 been written as a ballet by by, by Stravinsky. So her first works were interpretation of these musics, like uh, the Gluck operas, etc. And then she turned more and more into theatrical work. So her body of work is very diverse and the approach how to uh, how to. Um, Passed it on to the next generation is very different depending on, on the works. Most of her works um, are made through the support and the questioning of the, the artists on stage so it's a very intimate encounter um, and a vulnerable presentation of real people in their connection to, to the other and to the world and that makes it very specific on how to pass that on because it's not just roles, they're not performing, they're being It's not just um, something you
2: can watch on video and say, oh, we're going to take two steps to the left and one step to the right. Absolutely. So it's
1: not formalistic approaches and how you relate movement to space and uh, there's no notation system. It's not uh, codified. So you have to really be very sensitive on how to do that. And in the end of the day, of course, it's an approximation because all people have been on stage performing or being these characters. um, They've never seen the pieces from outside. So how you do that? How you how you deal with this uh, uh, the transmission of this works and different makers have chosen different different approaches for that. Cunningham has has his way. Martha Graham has hers. Bill Forsythe has his etc. But for this specific work, Peter Bosch never decided to transmit it to others. I mean, there was one exceptional company which was Paris Opera Ballet, but he was completely focused on the on the Tanztheater Wuppertal. And she was in the studio every day working with them, every single rehearsal. So just imagine what a loss when this magnet who, who who has kept it all together and has kept her eyes and gaze that I hear so much about on the work and on the people, choosing very carefully, because there was always fluctuation. People left, new people came in, there was always a, a transition between generation. That's not really new, but uh, what was lost was the eye from the outside and the eye of the author who knew how she wanted it in, as a whole. Now, we, I think we're, we're doing pretty good, but we're using uh, oral history, we're using memory. And uh, uh, the, the, I, I tend to call it, it's, it's actually the, um, the corporal, the cellular knowledge of the people that have been doing these pieces. And um, tried to infiltrate it, tried to be as contagious and seductive about the whole approach of hers to the new generation. But again, it was the making was a methodic of questions and giving propositions, what today you might call giving tasks. And out of this task and propositions and
2: improvisations, um, she created the pieces. It's a huge amount of um, ownership, I guess, that those... Dancers also have, as you say, that those roles can be quite personal and their personal stories. So I'm I'm just thinking about that balancing act between those personal stories and giving those to someone else. But eventually now you have many senior artists being rehearsal directors and so they're passing on these roles. But of course eventually those people also will decide that they need to put their feet up and, and not be involved in that process. Um so I guess it's okay that the work continues even if that tradition is a little bit more removed because people are still affected by the work. When I go to Wuppertal now and see the company, I'm amazed. I'm one of the oldest people in the audience now. I'm amazed at these new generations of people who are yeah, seeing this work. Amazing. So yeah. so can you talk a little bit about like maybe maybe it doesn't need to be As precise, maybe there's another way of it being approximate as new artists take on these roles that were beforehand very personal. Is that that legacy that those issues are in fact universal, the personal becomes universal?
1: Well, there's definitely some truth in what you're saying. Otherwise, it wouldn't explode to the extent it still does on stage, and it wouldn't wouldn't resonate so strongly with an audience. That uh, let's not forget. I mean, it's it's for decades that mm-hmm. these pieces have been made, and how look at the world in the '70s, in the '80s, in the '90s. And how we how we live now. How already the the idea of pace, the tempo. Uh, we so used to see. Speedy things, things happening fast. But just imagine the dancers from the seventies and all the the education they had doing sacre. I mean, uh, you 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 will see it again tonight, and your audience will. It's 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 just an astonishing change, and she managed to capture something that is so deeply humane and so 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 strongly connected to 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 something that is beyond technological developments and god knows what so i don't know if it's universal i i i wouldn't really dare for myself to say that i don't know if there's such a thing but there's for sure a certain vulnerability and 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 truth of being a human and this truth have to has to be found by each single dancer Interpreting or being the work on stage—that's when it comes alive. That's when it breathes. So it's not about finding copies or cloning the people who have been doing it before. Right. That's that's where it shrivels and dies. I believe. So they need, of course, the artistry. They have to add on. And I'm so sure that Pina Bosch would have given them the opportunity and space to also have a chance to develop that. So, of course, it's an approximation, but it also gives a platform to the dancers who are doing it today. Yet, of course, they have to stay as close and as true to the work as well. But what is the work? Yeah. So we need a bit of, of um, uh, space for interpretation, definition as well. And that's when it stays dynamic and then when it stays
2: fresh and it, can evolve because it needs a constant evolution. As yeah well. that's fantastic. So in that in that context then, let's talk a little bit about who you're bringing in to work with this group of dancers and make new creations and how you look at that aspect because obviously there's that balance between the legacy of these 40 something works that that Pina created over the years and the new artists that you're going to you're going to choose to work with. You've made an announcement about two of them coming up in the new
0: season. I made an so. announcement
1: about two of them. So we're starting um, very, very strong this first first season, also for, for us and, and me to try out where does it take us. And um, I just, while you were saying that, I was thinking of a, a sentence a friend of mine said recently, which I want to uh, ad- adopt really, and, and she said, and it's so very true that the the contrary of war is not peace it's creation hmm. and there is so much in this doing creations and, and giving something using this 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 ultimate source that we all have in us and the way that needs to express itself and all the dances of pinabarseth shows and all the dances in the world now they want to to use this all the artists, all the human beings, in fact, need to live this creative element of them, themselves. So it, I think it's very important also for the existing oeuvre that we, that we use and train this, an exclamation mark, uh, muscle of, of creation. It will refresh also the repertory. So I decided we're going to do two pieces and we're not going to combine them in an evening. We let them breathe. So we do two full evening works with two very different makers. But there's one crossing point for me, to the to the to the heart the 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 pulsing heart of Pinabars work which is the interdisciplinarity so it's not necessary choreographers in the classic uh, sense of the of the word, but the one is a painter, a Greek artist called Dimitris Papaglianou. He's probably most known through the opening and closing ceremony of the Olympics in, in Athens that he did in 2004. So he do, does massive work, but he also does very intimate, super poetic works, so, uh, very charismatic uh, man and artist. And I think he can add something and, and he can create through his charisma and his artistry, something with this group of people that would be outstanding. The other one is a Norwegian um, a man who's who's 15 years younger than, than Papa Ioannis, a different generation. Alan Lucia Oeyen from, um, from Norway who combines the spoken word physicality and filmmaking in a very uh, intricately interwoven, intelligent storytelling way, which I also think it connects in somewhere to the other. it's it's not so er- not so erratic, not so associative, but it still is surrealist. So they will be both do new
2: new pieces, and then we see how we continue from there and will the um those pieces be touring in the same way that Pina's work will be touring?
1: Well, in the same way that Pina's uh, works been touring, probably not because Pina's works have been touring for 30, 40 years. <laughs> um, I meant, but I meant the, looking the, the, down <laughs> the road, yeah. As
2: <laughs> well, you plan we'll never the next know. 10 you years. you never know.
1: <laughs> they might, um, but no, what they, they will be part of the repertory, yes, and they're co-produced by some of our uh, closest partners. Um, so we're going to present the works in Paris and in London and uh, in, in some other cities as well. So they, they be, become part, not knowing what they'll be in the end, become part of the repertory along with 46 works that Pina Bausch has created.
2: It's amazing, 46 works. And then it also makes me think that uh, a huge part of your world is also going to be to continue looking at choreography that's being produced and presented today. I mean, Dimitris and, and, and Alan are artists that you kind of knew, I think, because didn't you work with Alan in Gothenburg?
1: Yeah, I worked twice with Alan in Gothenburg. Right. He did two creations. Right. So I have uh, the experience uh, of working with him, knowing his process. So that's why I was very sure that he's the right person to to invite. With uh, Dimitris, I've been observing since 2011. We've been talking for five years already for for, for Gothenburg, but when it was clear I would go to Vupata. I was very clear that Dimitris would be the first one to do a work, and he never done anything uh, for 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 another company, so that's a, a first time for him. It's a first time for the Tanztheater, so it's very exciting. They both had two two weeks of of uh, getting to know each other, workshops, and I'm 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 very
2: positive and excited about this. It's fantastic. Well, we'll have to see how we can figure out a way to continue bringing some of the Pina repertoire that we haven't had a chance to bring yet, and also the new works. We were, you know, we've been thrilled to bring the company. Uh, this is now the fifth time um, since we you know brought them back to Canada. Yeah, We've had Mazurka Fogo, Nefez, Danzon, which Pina was originally going to be dancing in and sadly uh, passed away beforehand, Vomond, and now um, Kathy Muller and the Rite of Spring, which, as you know, um, Pina and I spoke about as soon as she learned that we had an orchestra. It was mm-hmm. something that we were talking about back many years ago. I'm just curious, for you as um, an insider and an outsider, what is it about the Rite of Spring that draws so many choreographers? I ask this question regularly to people, and I'm so curious. Every single time we turn around, we've, you and I have spoken about Taro Saarinen's solo. Uh, there's an indigenous contemporary artist in Canada who's looking at it. Many companies have revisited it. What is it about that piece of music? If I were a choreographer seeing Pina's work, I wouldn't dare go near it with a 10-foot pole. But people are drawn to it in such an incredible way. What, how can you explain that?
1: Oh, that's a very good
2: question.
1: I haven't I haven't thought about it like that. Well, I was I was watching yesterday a bit uh, orchestra rehearsal, <clears throat> and the uh, orchestra will be uh, under the direction of Joana uh, Carneiro from Portugal, who who I also know from from Gothenburg very briefly. Um, a young female conductor, full of physicality, as the work is. The work is so highly physical, and it's been it's it's been composed to be danced and when you think of the scandal of a bourgeois audience sitting there in paris watching that and it was just exploding in its primal archaic and infinite human juiciness yeah so that this this explosion of just calls i think for for physical expression so maybe that's a reason. it's just so powerful, you know it's um and you need to find also strong a strong contribution to 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 to, to give it the same value on stage to 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 make sure that it's not just an de- decorative add- on to the music that you already hear and that is so strong. And Pina Bausch managed to do that. The sarin indeed as well. I very much enjoyed his hunt. and and so did uh, Maurice Beja and some others. But it's, it's um, I can understand that the, the the music in its extreme physical power resonates with the audience and with the people on stage so strongly. So it creates a, a, a ritual. It, you're almost like drawn in. You want to be part of it, you know. Sometimes sit there, especially when we're in the rehearsal space and, I suffer that it's just it's it's this community and it's 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 so strongly it's going through all these emotions. We go in this process of letting go and dying and 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 sacrificing and surrendering to something that we cannot change. And despite of its cruelty, it, it contains so much hope. So you want to be part of it. I'm I'm always sad because I can feel how they how they close this this ritualistic a- approach as a group as a community and you're sort of you're not in it but you're in the other group you're in the group of the audience that at the same time also creates a group that that is like interconnected to them it's very strong i don't know if it's a highly emotional experience
2: Absolutely. And I'm so looking forward to over 6,500 people, three full nights in Southern Hall with our orchestra to experience this. Uh, this program has never been to the National Arts Center. There are so many more things of Pina Bausch's work. So many no, more pieces no, people that people should to run. Mind. They should <laughs> run
1: and not not walk to see it because it's it's really. I mean, you imagine you have thirty six dancers on stage and you have like probably eighty eight musicians in the pits and it's like one already the energy of this one hundred people building this work together live in the very moment of its existence, uh, very ephemeral. And then you just and everybody leaves just like after a cathartic moment. It's it's very strong.
2: Well speaking of energy, Adolphe, I can't think of anyone more absolutely perfect than you to come into this role at this time to head this incredibly iconic company with all of your wisdom and energy I'm so thrilled to have you in Canada I know I have to let you go because there's many other people who want to yeah. speak with you but, thank um, you so
1: much no thank you for having us and keeping this partnership for so, so many years and being so persistent <laughs> in talking about the future I really really appreciate it and everybody in the company does
2: well it's that's great we, we we don't like you to leave Ottawa without having some sense of when you'll be back so <laughs> that's a tradition we started with I Peter got that sense back. <laughs> <laughs> Back a long time ago. So thank you so much for your time. And thank you, uh,
1: Cathy for trusting us and also me because really I'm I'm the new kid on the block. So wish <laughs> me good luck, and I, I I will definitely use my best. As we say in Canada,
2: me. merde. <laughs> Merci. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
1: That's all for this NEC Dance Podcast. Send us your comments and questions by email at necpodcasts at gmail.com and don't forget, you can subscribe to NEC Podcasts at necpodcasts.ca. You can also find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. Until
2: next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre.
0: has been a national arts center podcast produced in ottawa by nac new media send us your comments and questions email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com visit the podcast section of the itunes store where you can rate and comment on this podcast we love to hear from you remember you can find more great nac podcasts at NACPodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre.